0: Hey, what's up? It's Alex Morgan. And for me, the start of the new year is all about commitments. Setting your intentions, restarting your routine, and committing to you from day one.
1: Body Armor Light, the low calorie, zero sugar added sports drink. Shop now on Amazon.com.
2: Hello, everyone. It's time to eat, drink, and be merry with your hosts, Lisa and Nancy.
3: everybody welcome to big blend radios toast to well toast to the life of eat drinking and (laughs) being merry uh Mm. today we're very excited uh you know diva linda Kasam. uh we call her the diva linda Kasam is the food wine and shopping diva she's a travel writer Uh, she spends a lot of time on her boat in the summer which uh can go all through washington waters washington state waters it could go through canada and um this summer she or this past summer she was in uh, alaska as well so she knows all about that and when she travels in the summer she likes to gather wine and put it on the boat safely and enjoy her wine while she's at sea and she entertains too and she um did so with uh this wonderful wine that Nancy and I just got to taste mm. today. And we, they're not drinking the wine, but we are because we can't, we, uh, this is amazing. <laughs> uh, Le Col, number 41. And uh, this is such an icon in the state of Washington and the Walla Walla Valley. And who doesn't want to say Walla Walla?
4: Come on, wala, anyway, wala. Wala, it should be wala. a dance.
3: The but, wala, wala. Uh, this this wine is exceptional, exceptional. You've got to go check it out. So I'm going to encourage you to go to the website, lacole.com That's L-E-C-O-L-E.com. But um, we've got a special guest joining us, Constance Savage from there. But Diva Linda, Diva, like Diva, Diva knows the wine.
5: This is, mm. like I say, exceptional, right? Yeah, this was, I had the uh, privilege of actually uh, uh, going to a virtual seminar with my IFTWA group, my writers group, International Food, Wine, Travel Writers Group, did a seminar uh, with Licole, and uh, we did a virtual tasting, as I remember, and uh, and I, I was so impressed with the wines, I thought, you know, I'd like to know more, and I'd like to see more wines, so I asked uh, Licole if they would uh, like to be... Um, the official wine on my boat this summer I, I each year i pick a different winery and Ooh. uh yeah and so this year it was the whole and a huge uh huge reception i get all sorts of people on a boat as you do with the neighborhood or whatever you know some uh only drink um lower end wines they like the the sugar content um and or the uh, fruit high fruit content and um and some are snobs and some are uh just middle of the road people so I think it's very interesting for me to uh when we have these welcome dinners goodbye dinners hello dinners oh my god we got fish dinners um (laughs) (laughs) back to the fish Oh, to serve these wines, and uh, you know, we only had one bottle of each, so uh, you know, it's not a whole night of of uh, this one wine, but uh, very well received. Everybody loved it, from uh, novice mm. to aficionado, and and that's always really nice. It's it's a little awkward when, if you serve a wine and you get the you know the the ick factor from somebody, but uh, these were these showed well. They were wonderful. They, you know, we were able to store them boats are actually a good place to store wine because most boats have a small compartment uh, somewhere in them that is under the water line, and you can put your wines down in that little storage hold and it's it's at least as good, if not better than a, um, a wine cool. fridge. Yeah, it's wow. Fine. So anyway, congratulations on these wines. I love them. I cool. thought each mm. one of them had merit. They all uh, showed well, tasted well and celebrated well so uh you know for me this was a uh this is and there you know there have been some years where it's been a challenge of uh the wines we got one one year i did a cider tasting the whole the whole time oh yeah that was that's different uh, that was well who knew but now i know an <laughs> awful lot about cider now and 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 maybe you don't serve everyone with dinner but anyway the coal wines are wonderful and they're What's really nice about these wines, in my opinion, are they priced well and they're available in markets. Yay! You have that's good distribution. Cool. That is and fabulous. Awesome. Yeah, you I know, it, that's what we
3: were sitting there tasting them, going, "This is something that um, all palates can really enjoy." You know, it. it that's. I think that's a because you know we're not snobs. I mean, no. <laughs> this isn't going to happen. We run around in parks. It, And I, you know, yeah,
4: these wines took me on, um, like one wine. I'm like, okay, I'm going to the Alps. And then (laughs) the red wine totally took me to Africa. I, I I can't even explain it, but I started sipping the red wine and I was right back in Africa and I'm loving it.
3: You know what it is? It was this, I was like, okay. Because we sat, we did the Chenin Blanc, uh, the Syrah and the Chenin Mm. Blanc is new, new, right? Mm. 2020. The Syrah. Oh, God, the Syrah. God, this is the best
4: juice ever. (laughs) I don't even want to drink it, but I want to drink it, right? It's Africa. and then per the perigee. What I don't know. Uh, am I saying perigee or perigee? Perigee,
0: that's right. Perigee. Perigee.
3: Yep. And we love it because it's a blend, right? That's right. It's, it's, got the cabernet <laughs> it's got the peppery back end that Nancy loves. Thank you, Linda, yep. for teaching Nancy about peppery back ends because no matter what, she, I mean, you could eat a burger with her at a burger stand and she'll shake her butt and say it's got a peppery back end. <laughs> <laughs> I have <laughs> to <But>, see that. <laughs> but actually, actually, but we were saying like that would go with some really good Mexican food or, you know, just some yes. nice, you know, we were mm-hmm. tacos, but that um we boiled it down to, she was like, it's smoky, but not oh, like it's like, to, and I'm reading your notes. And she's going, there's charcoal here. And I don't know if you should say this, but, but over in Africa, there was always smoke from what they were burning in the sugarcane fields. And and we lived in Kenya South Africa. And, and so there was a lot wow. of that mm-hmm. uh, coffee, uh, you know, coffee and tea plantations and so you would always have this burning going on and we also had to burn our own trash back in the day. That, that it was a little different but and way back when. So there was that the burning smoke. trash is
0: never a, a descriptor we're going for. But no, 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 no. no, no but,
3: but that's not what we were talking about. we were talking about more of the sugarcane and that kind of there was just this that
0: mesquitey sort of yeah. yeah, the 18 vintage. Um, mm. Well, there's a lot of spiciness and dried herbs on the perigee. So you get mm. sort of this countryside brambly, yeah. but um, garrigue, they would say in France, sort of like this dry desert air. And actually, mm. we are out here in a high desert here in Walla Walla, yeah. mm. you know, Walla oh. Walla, the town so nice that we, they named it twice. And yeah, um, that. you guys moved on beyond it, but the approachability of our wines is really important to us, both mm. in terms of the taste. So in the glass that people of all types, people at all levels, mm. like Linda said, like it can, can and, and even experts are like, wow, there's a lot of complexity here. There's a lot of. Um, you know, it's it's balanced, all the things that, you know, wine experts look for, and yet it's approachable, easy to drink, but also on price side, we like to be approachable as well. So that's really important for, for us at Lake Cole. We want to be a wine people are happy to drink and they don't have to cringe because they opened a the bottle and they paid so much for it. And is it the right time to open it? Like we just want to be really approachable.
5: And what do your, wine, your wines run from
0: low to high? So low to high, it starts with our Semillon. And I know that you guys also had some recent experience with Semillon Mm -hmm. and Semillon is really important. You guys aren't tasting that today, but that's a really important varietal for us. It was the Mm -hmm. first white wine made by Cole in 1983 vintage.
4: So we have one of the
0: most longstanding, most important and highest quality Semillon programs. So Semillon, we're at 16, 16 bucks. Out there, and then all the way up to our Ferguson, which is seventy dollars. So just above Perigee has a big brother named Ferguson, which is the vineyard right behind you guys.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so Ferguson uh, Bordeaux blend, again, that's our biggest blend of all. Um, that's at seventy. So that's our whole range. So that's a really that's um, nice. Yeah. That's
3: approachable. And that's like when we think about the holiday season, we're recording this actually even before Thanksgiving. So we're not going to play Thanksgiving today because I know it's airing in December. But for the holidays, when you think about giving a gift of wine that or serving wine at the table, like Linda, you're doing these parties. We want to come to a boat party. I just want to see you even serve on a boat like I just want to see you on a boat. Like I know, I know we've seen pictures, but I just want to see the boots. I want to see it in person, and then I like here, the idea I'm of a moving wine.
0: cellar. Like I know, wine, kind I want to see.
3: I want to see where to the, the wine.
4: wine goes under the water. I know, really. Yeah, yeah. I, I can under feel like yeah. I
3: feel Ooh. like you should have this, like you know. Fancy diva, blinged out thing that people can see. Like be, the divas coming, watch out! It's and then she actually goes, "Shiver me timbers!" I <laughs> Shiver me timbers. There you are. No, but but I mean, being able to serve it and not, you know, break the bank over. And I think people are being. They wanted. We were talking about this on a recent interview with you know you, uh, uh, Diva Linda and Tennessee, which I saw that you put a black cod recipe in with this article. Uh, which I thought was, you know, I'm like, she's into black cod. And I've never even heard of black cod, but black cod is everywhere now. Uh, wonderful. From, yeah, from being up uh, in the Pacific Northwest. And um, it, just being able to have quality and purchase, because I think people get nervous about buying wine, especially for other people or serving it. When you look at cost today of what's going on in the world, everyone's got a different situation. Everybody wants an experience, wants the quality, and wants to support a small business like LaCole, right? Um, it's a small business, but big in what you've done in, in historically and uh, big and amazing with what you've done with wine. But you have to have that balance for support for the consumer to go and say, hey, you know, we want to purchase and support. But- if it's wine, that's $150 a bottle each time, I'm scared. What happens if it's a you know, because you can have a rogue bottle in that batch that comes out and didn't get corked properly. And then Oh, now my Thanksgiving dinner is screwed, or, you know, New Year's, let me get off the holidays. (laughs) But, you know, that that kind of feeling is I think people want to have that balance. And I think you hit it perfectly.
0: I mean, perfect wine. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's respectable. Our price positioning is not You can find cheaper wine out there for sure. And actually good wine at all price points. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's, there's not that many bad bottles out there, but we really try Mm -hmm. to respect the customer and respect. We have a lot of very loyal uh, fans of Lake Cole who've really grown up with us in the past almost 40 years. So, yeah we really want to respect that fact that they, they, we have consistency. We have a a large enough scale program that we can really invest in in production to make sure we're very consistent in our quality and Mm -hmm. make the best we can every vintage. But there's a lot of Washington wineries, Walla Walla wineries, et cetera, that, that go stratospheric with pricing. And that's really a function of the, production size as well you know it mm. might be a half an acre plot that they're making you know just a tiny handful of barrels out of and so they can they can get they can get the highest prices they want to you know and mm. good on them but that's not our model our model is wines to drink approachable wines wines that really respect people at all price points and and you know experience levels
3: that's mm. that's i think so important i we interviewed the uh the creators or the founders of Barefoot Wine about 15 years ago. I I don't know. I don't know. 10 years Mm. ago, Nancy. I don't know. Something like that. And I thought, well, that's really cool because Barefoot Wine really made its way Mm -hmm. onto the shelves and reading their story. They wrote their memoir and they'd sold the business at the time. And they wrote their memoir about this. And it was really good business lessons about Mm. getting out there. And if you want Mm -hmm. your product on the shelves, and I know it back in the day when we were print, you... Go your own delivery because there's <clears throat> there's placement wars mm-hmm. and it's like <laughs> you know for sure. it, I have there's a, a lot of bottlenecks. Another, in the a system. friend with yeah, and, mm. and a friend who has a bread delivery service, and we went out on his bread truck one day just to. Play, you know wonder buns versus you know french loaf man and there's a war and i saw it in the grocery store this morning somebody's Mm -hmm. in there asking do you have this he goes that's not my type of bread Mm -hmm. i'm not delivering this and i was like that is so funny wonder buns again
4: but um Mm -hmm.
3: because they are bent over when they're stuffing the shelves but
4: (laughs) but Hence the name Wonder Buns. But, yeah,
3: Wonder but there's <laughs> to get it on the shelves and then be approachable. And that's how they learned about the big bottle, the two liter bottle thing. I think it's two liters mm. What you know, the big bottle. Liter and a half. So it liter was like this.
0: All yeah, of that, liter, yeah liter it's a half.
4: liter and a half. I don't know why they won't go to two, but they won't. But, yeah,
0: <laughs> you know, it's a traditional thing. I mean, a, but, but a bottle learning... is a three quarters and that's a double bottle. So that's a, a Yeah, it's a funny, isn't it? <laughs> but it's, you guys are
3: like, obviously not doing like the mass market table wine like that, but it, and it's not, ta- I, you've got that. I don't know. It's perfect. Diva Linda, you know, you know, like do, what was it that made you Diva Linda say, okay, let's, you know, invest the time in the
5: tasting and doing all this with this uh, wonderful wine, the, the Lacorre well, wines. Because, because IFDWA, International Food Wine Travel Writers Association, um, features their members in, a, in seminars so that mm-hmm. uh, because not all of our writers uh, know about wine, a lot of them know about travel, but wine is a, a whole different subject. Mm-hmm. So we concentrate quite a few on our wineries, our winery members and Nicole was one of those and it included a tasting and uh, and I thought I think I'm, I think I had the semion. I think maybe you guys mm-hmm. sent me a semillon. Mm-hmm. but there were the, you know there were 40 people at least that attended this seminar which is huge and uh, to learn about uh, this particular winery. And uh, after I tasted mine, I thought, okay, so we have consistency, Mm -hmm. we have good price point, we have a good backhand story, so you probably want to say how the winery began. Yes. Uh, that's an interesting. And how many how many cases do you guys make a year now? We're making about work? between uh, 43 and 47, right around Okay, in, so that's a, that's down a down. good medium-sized winery. Your boutique mm-hmm. wineries are in, uh, under 6,000, maybe 7,000, and then your medium goes up to maybe 60 and then after that you're you're really starting to get in with the big boys big industrial Uh, after that big big industrial effort which then sort of puts your wines in a in a different uh category because you have to make so much and if you're making so much you're not necessarily Mm -hmm. concentrating on uh the different varietals that are really good you're probably concentrating on the different varietals that sell sell yeah. Right. So there's, you know, there's an old adage from uh, if, you, if you work in a wine region and it, or have the wine shop and it's uh, people talk dry, but buy <laughs> sweet. So uh, getting a good balance of uh, what's going to sell versus what really makes you shine really has to be a discussion. I'm sure you guys probably, uh, you have a tasting room, as I remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. and uh,
1: Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time.
5: Uh, I don't know. Do you know what? Do you know what your best tasting, uh, your best selling wine in the tasting room is? Well, it's
0: really interesting. Well, first of all, I'll tell
5: you a little bit about our tasting room. The word "lycoul"
0: means the school in French, mm-hmm. and um, we make only French varietals. So, no Tempranillo, sadly here. Sorry, uh, no
1: Nancy. We're okay.
0: <laughs> to the whole of varietals, Loire, uh, with the that you've had. Um, and uh, basically, we're in the Bordeaux and Rhone and Loire sphere in terms of the grapes we work with. Um, so that follows on that, f- that concept of the French. Uh, we're in an area of the Walla Walla Valley that's referred to a district that's referred to as French town. And it's very yeah. historic. There's historical markers that say Frenchtown um, area. And that's because the Canadian um, trappers were settled along the Walla Walla River just in my eye shot here. And Hmm. they uh, settled there and the locals and the indigenous people referred to them as, uh, you know, French, they were speaking French. So it became known as French town. And there was this school, this uh, two room schoolhouse built in 1915 out here west of Walla Walla city here in the valley. And that school was an active school from 1915 through um, late sixties or early seventies, maybe 71. Hmm. And then it became abandoned. And then in the very late 70s, uh, Gene and Baker Ferguson, a local couple from town and who had deep roots, who'd been here since the founding of the valley, the founding of the city of Walla Walla, really, uh, they saw this old abandoned schoolhouse and it kind of called to Baker Ferguson to go there and start it as a winery. So it's a 1915 two-room schoolhouse. That we have our tasting room in our offices. I'm upstairs in the schoolhouse here. They wow. built the second floor of it where they lived. They were very eccentric uh, couple. Hmm. And they moved out here, lived in the schoolhouse while they made wine down in the gymnasium and lunchroom, cool. basically in the basement. <laughs> That's so, so cool. Which we refer That's to cool. as the cellar um so it's a really unique building it has a lot of soul a lot of it's it's just a landmark it's just an amazing place to visit so i really 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 want you guys to to come up and visit and experience uh like where it's made and out back so we used to make the wine down in the cellar gene and baker did their daughter megan um very successful Uh, you know, they had, they founded the Baker Boyer bank, which is like a regional and now national bank celebrated 150 years. So they come from a banking family and it started as the mercantile in Walla Walla before, you know, before the city was like as a trading mercantile post. Uh, Um, so their daughter, Megan followed along in that sort of finance sphere. And she went to MIT for her master's degree and she met a gentleman named Marty club and he had been, he's from Texas where he studied chemical engineering at Texas A&M and he was studying his, um, for his MBA as well at MIT, they met there and she sort of like drew him in and pulled him back to Walla Walla through various different, uh, they were in the Bay Area for a while and, and came back here to help out her parents who were starting that winery in 1983. And they uh, did it as a retirement project, but little did hmm. they really realize a few years in that, wow, this is a lot of work <laughs> yeah. making wine. It's no physical kidding. labor. Yeah. So they were helping them out, coming home for harvest, coming home for bottling, things like that between 1983 when we were founded and 1989 when Marty and Megan moved back here and Marty took the reins on the son-in-law of the uh, founders. So it's uh, hmm. we're in the second generation with Marty and Megan Mm. And um, so we're in second generation, and we were the third winery here in Walla Walla. Already, mm. uh, Woodward Canyon was established, our next door neighbor. That's why I point just to my side. Um, they were established before us. That's the small family. And then also Figgins, Leonetti, which is a very world famous brand as well. Um, and they were also, you know, those were one and two, those two wineries actually, Leonetti and then. Uh, woodward and then lake hole so it was kind of a time before even walla walla was recognized as a wine region it wasn't really wow. recognized till 1984 so wow. these three wineries popped up um you know year after year during that early early days and now there's 120 wineries in our little wow. valley <laughs> so, Wow! wow uh, as net, a
3: state, no. Washington is really—you know—people think of Seattle and coffee, right? You know, and then, but the state of Washington mm. is really—it's kicking butt, like in in wine production. I think there's just, reasons for that.
0: I, I agree with you totally. I mean, I just—it's—I worked in wine for twenty three years before. Yeah, I Yeah, your to background Washington. is pretty cool. I was reading. I'm like,
3: dude, she's been around and she's <laughs> yeah, studied it was this. Very and done like
0: European centric. California centric. Yeah. I was in New York and working in importing and working with a very, very amazing California wineries. And I was kind of scoping out Washington. I was up here in 2012. I was up here in 2014, scoping them out. I met Marty Club in 2012, actually. And um, I never understood Washington wine until I Came here and lived huh. here, even though it was my job to kind of get my head around it, and you know make a recommendation at my former company of, of developing our portfolio to include Washington. I still really didn't get it till I was here. Huh. And when I got here, um, you know, I got here in 2018, first day of harvest, uh, September 1st is when I started, and very lucky to be able to make a connection again with Lake Cole and. and and come on as the general manager when the previous general manager was retiring. So it was beautiful transition. But I began to realize just how perfect Washington is for grape growing. We're a fruit growing state. You know, yeah. it's cherries, it's apples, it's huckleberries. It's just mm-hmm. perfect. The berries just yeah. burst out yeah. of everywhere. Uh, wild berries of all types. So it is really such a perfect place. And it's out here, Eastern Washington is very different. People think of Seattle, you think of the Puget Sound. It's very green and lush. It's actually like the Olympic Peninsula is a um, rainforest. I mean, it is evergreen state, right? But when you get out here past the Cascade Mountains, it's an evergreen, it's like a desert, it's a high desert. So (laughs) people don't realize that, but that is key because this dry air, the wind that keeps the fruit very clean and healthy. Uh, we don't need to do much vineyard mm. treatment to keep very healthy vineyards. Our soil is very drainage. I mean it's very sandy of many soil types, but very good drainage. So you have not a lot of problems to grow grapes. And we are high latitude. So California's, mm. you know, the regions of California are on the latitude of like northern Africa. Mm. <laughs> Actually, if you follow it around the planet, yeah. we're up here between uh Bordeaux and um mm. and Rome in terms of yeah. where our latitude is so we have these very long sunny days and that mm. uh, photosynthesis which is a it's a light effect for ripening it's not a heat effect right so, so. maybe not too much humidity not at all I mean we really ah. get we get eight to ten inches of rain a year out here in eastern Washington and they get 65 huh. in Seattle. So, yeah. I mean, it is dry. So And wow. we get that rain during the
5: winter.
3: Yeah. And so, down, down south of you, have got the desert in Oregon. And people don't realize there's sand dunes. And when you yeah. look at that part, last year we were um, up in Sun River. Oh, no, this year. I can't keep up. Sun River area. And it was interesting going and walking in the volcano. And a field of obsidian and g- walking up yeah. a cliff and
0: we had wine at the top and it was snowing it on us. Awesome. The, <laughs> it is awesome out here. The, te- the, the um, that landscape is like being Geology. out here. It's so mm. cool. And the, when you speaking yes. of the obsidian, and you're talking about this volcanic soil and the entire mm. Eastern Washington is just a humongous layer of basalt. Uh, basalt huh. is under everything out here. So there's mm. outcropping certain ridges where the basalt is up more at the surface with just a thin layer of the lust soil, the dust soil. That that soil mm. that that yeah, that, that name. lust is really a special soil, and that's that's the undulating hills where you feel like you're out on the moon. That's the lust soil, and that brings really fruit forward. Like that Syrah is from a vineyard. I love called, the Syrah. Yeah, Seriously. it's Seven <laughs> Hills Vineyard, and it's a lust soil vineyard. And it it's has a lush soil. It's lush not a lust. It's a lush, lush yeah. <laughs> soil lush that makes lush, a lush wine. Mm. Yeah, I love this because I never really put that together, but the lust vineyards do give more lush fruit. And Hmm. um, that Seven Hills Vineyard is is a lust soil vineyard, about 900 to 1,100 feet elevation. And it's just, um, we get like cedar, always a little bit of cedar out of that. And some, you know, Syrah wants to be very fruity and very easy drinking and no tannin, anything like that. But the Seven Hills Vineyard, we get some savory they get black olives. That's what I like. Yeah, Yeah, because Mm -hmm. otherwise, it
3: gets too sweet. And it's crossed that line. And I don't but
0: I don't want to cross the line.
4: Yeah, I think when you
3: when you you get both, you
0: know, desert
4: (laughs) soils, plants have to work harder. And they do work harder. And so they take the best of the best. They're like, Okay, I'm going to work that hard. I'm not putting something in my system I don't want. So they filter, they filter better. And say a swamp plant who's like, I'm
0: happy with anything. Yeah, always easy, too easy. It's a little harder. And what's great is that when you have this, I mean, everything would die without irrigation. So everything out here, all the Mm. fruit, apples, everything, it's irrigated. But we use drip lines. So it's Mm -hmm. like drip, drip, drip. So we can actually use that in in growing the grapes. Actually, Sadie, who's a, a young woman, she's 38 years old, and she was just named as. Uh, wine uh, enthusiast, 40 under 40. She's our vineyard manager for the Ferguson and seven Hills. So she uh, manages that irrigation, but she's able to deprive really we're after uh, doing what's called deprivation irrigation. So we want to deprive the plants and really make them work hard. But by doing that, you can literally control the berry size Yeah, and you Mm -hmm. can make the berries smaller. And if you have smaller berries, you have more sugar, more uh, skin to -hmm. flesh. And the skin is where the colors are, the flavors are, the anthocyanins, like all the good stuff is in the skin. So if you're in a wet place, you're going to get big, plump. It'll Mm -hmm. be a happy vine. It'll be lots of grapes, but it won't be very good for winemaking. So Mm -hmm. that that dry desert climate we have um, is perfect for making high quality uh, wine.
3: And I think also, you know, the plants know that there's a consistency so they don't freak out. Oh, so even though they're working hard, there's that
0: consistency, you know, where yes. you're you know, absolutely right. Yeah. So you yeah. can just drip, drip, drip at the right times, the right amount. Um, and then we have, as you know, from deserts and wherever you, you guys are in hot places, mm-hmm. but you know, at night, it gets cool. Mm-hmm. Even it can be 105 in the day. It gets cool. So we had uh, this past year, 2021, we had several days at 115 degrees. Uh, We have weeks at that level up here in this high, high latitude, but our nights get down to 62, 58, 65. So that diurnal, we call that diurnal temperature Mm -hmm. swing. It helps to retain the aromatics, retain the acid and gives the vines a break. Uh, Mm -hmm. So in many regions where wines are grown, like let's say Chile, not in high elevation, Mm -hmm. but normal Valley floor vineyards or the Valley floors in California, they don't really get that break at night that we have up here because of that high desert climate that we have.
3: I think that's why Mm -hmm. Nancy also went to Africa because like South Africa (laughs) produces some amazing wines, but there is that high desert, some coastal depending on where you are, like Cape Town and all of that Stellenbosch has got that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But you know, there's this, even in the equator, when we lived in Kenya, there's this cycle of weather that is mm-hmm. dependable it's dramatic for others if you mm-hmm. haven't lived there for a while but i want to go to linda on this because it kind of feels almost like temecula to me like what she's describing of the landscape
5: mm-hmm. yeah it does as a matter of fact um uh yeah i would just say yes i think that that is correct have you been to
0: temecula no i haven't i've been a lot around california mostly Paso Robles and the north
5: coast like yeah the, the North side mm-hmm. Roma, yeah you, and... you know someday um It would be good for you to go to Temecula. And and now the Ramona San Diego uh, wine trail has really Mm -hmm. been coming along and really been uh, producing some wines. You know, they're they're still finding their way. They're still finding their clones. Uh, Temecula Mm -hmm. was built uh, as an experiment uh, (laughs) uh, by by, uh, the university to see what would grow. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they had... Mm -hmm couple hits and mostly misses and and so as the years have gone on um you know the wineries out there now i think there's close to 50 of them uh just spectacular alone um you know i've learned uh what the the high heat and the the low nights uh can do you know Mm -hmm. what what can you produce there you know grenache Mm -hmm. i think is one of my favorites and and some of the other so some of the white wines and uh So I see a similarity there. I do. And, uh, you know, it's just about finding the right clones, finding the right vineyard management style. Mm
4: -hmm.
5: You know, how much Mm -hmm. do you baby them? How much do you make? How how hard do you make them work? Do they need to work hard? Do you need to baby them? And then once you uh, get that harvesting, once you harvest, then what do you do with them when you bring them in? You know, do you fool them a lot or you just let them? tell the story all by themselves Mm -hmm. it's uh you know it depends on the winemaker as you know Mm -hmm. it depends on your philosophy of whether you're going to be sustainable not sustainable are you going to be organic are you going to be you know biodynamic salmon friendly, apparently.
0: (laughs) Yeah, actually. Tell us about that.
3: That's that's important. You you... don't think that you look grapes, wine and like, oh, we're salmon friendly. Why are you
0: mentioning salmon? (laughs) Well, Mm. obviously, you know, Pacific Northwest salmon is really important. A lot of rivers uh, and creeks and uh, Walla Walla means many waters. There's tons of creeks. So it means waters, waters. Mm. So lots of creeks in our valley and something very important in the waterways of washington is to make sure that nothing goes into them that can hurt the salmon Um, or other fish but salmon is really the commercially important um, Mm. let's say fish over here so um, nothing goes on the vineyards that if it were to go into the creeks and rivers could hurt a salmon so it's pretty easy rule of thumb, but there are regulations about that. And it's, it's tantamount to organic um, in terms of the approaches, our winemaker, Sadie, as I said, she's a young woman and she manages really important vineyards around here. Her rule of thumb is I don't want to have, I don't want to have my vineyard workers or myself be in the vineyards and have to wear any gear, Mm. protective gear that we, we want to wear our clothes and walk into our house and hug our kids. Yeah. So she has two little girls. She's like, I want to be able to walk home, walk in my house and be with my kids. So I'm not losing anything. So it's salmon safe. It's Sadie's kids safe. It's uh, very important to us. And it's easy to some extent to do because of the climate,
1: Mm. because
0: of the soil. So a conventional vineyard here gets a lot less treatment than a conventional vineyard in other places, even California, I would say. So um, it's just made for, for fruit growing out here. Um, I wanted to talk to you about really quickly about our production, because we mentioned that earlier about the sort of scale. And because Lake did didn't just pop up three years ago at 40,000 cases, because we grew up over nearly 40 years now, um, Baker and Jean, and Jean was making the wine, I mean, back in, 1983, probably the first female winemaker of Washington. We love this, yeah. Yeah, she was was a chemist at heart and um, her son-in-law eventually. uh, Obviously, Marty's a chemical engineer. Um, But they kind of taught themselves how to make wine. And they passed on their know-how and their approach to Marty. Um, And Marty and the winemaker, uh, Marty as the winemaker over the years, continued to make it the same way as the production grew. So they were making it an open-top, one-and-a-half-ton fermenters with, you know, hand punch-downs of the cap. Oh, no way. And we still do it. So we no have way. hundreds and hundreds of wow. one-and-a-half-ton open-top fermenters Holy with like, guys out there with big, you know, stainless steel that's plungers. That's a big deal. We
3: that's, we found that out about in Colorado, Nancy, it was mm-hmm. Restoration Vineyards where the mine. Mom- right. And the daughter get in there and people can yeah. see them punching yeah. it down. Yeah, you're punching like, down. You want to know why we charge it's, what we do? It's yeah, like that and so old, we
0: do that on the scale yeah. of what we are now wow. as they were when they were making 3000 cases. So wow. so we is we definitely our old school, we like to use the word old school because we're yeah. in old school and we make things in the old school way. So we make things the way the boutique wineries make them, but we just make more of it Um, so it's just grown up over time we are distributed in you know 50 states effectively probably 49 or 50 we might be short by either North Dakota or Vermont don't quote me on that but I think we're in roughly 50 50 states and we're in 20 countries so we grew that market also just very slowly over time you know bit by bit so everything for us is about slow and steady wins the race and um the production grew over time and we didn't change and say, Oh, we're at the scale. Now let's get this fancy new um, auto fermenter or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like it's still done by hands ons which means we bring on a lot of people for crush, mm. a lot of kids from the local, you cool, know, and they get this amazing experience at like a winery of scale doing, you know, everything in the right way. So Um, it's kind of a place where most of the people in in the Valley have passed through Lake hole doing a crush as a crush intern or something. So it's kind of a a place where people come to learn as well, which resonates for us as as the school.
3: Wow. That's cool. Diva Linda, is that part of like, as you're tasting the wine, thinking about the story behind it, you
1: know, It is, it is. um... Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel
2: anytime. Can I be real for a second?
5: Just, you know, we could do a whole show just on distribution and wine label. Yeah. Why, you know, well, I like the wine label with the schoolhouse on it. You yeah. Know? yeah. It's very I'm cute. like, yes. No,
3: it's like you're going to go to school and drink, and drink wine. wine. Yeah. I did it when I was a kid, but it wasn't this hey, wine. That means I'm you. sitting right but, here. <laughs> well, you know, I did. I won't well, say we have a
0: huge amount of teachers that love Lake Hole wine. And, they, and, and it's fun because we also get locals who went to school here. As children no who come in here and are like, "Oh my god," they see the little like water fountain. They're like, "What? That's mm. that small?" You know, doesn't so have wine you, coming out of it. That's no, what, that's actually a all very that'd good be idea. Cool. <laughs> no, <laughs> so it's the original. It still spouts water, um, but mm. uh, it's definitely you know you get the feel for it being a school when you come in, and we are very old school and. It's um, as a place we're really about sort of the deep roots of the valley. And, Mm -hmm. you know, there's a lot of beautiful details here in the school that when you come here, we'll kind of point them out, which will just enrich your feeling about the commitment that the club family has to. To Is number alley.
3: forty-one the number forty-one school? In the that region? was a district.
0: That was the district. Okay. Yep. Oh, so that was already okay. here as well. It's
3: like a club forty-one, like
0: you. It's all like studio, studio. You- <laughs> <Uh-oh. laughs> <laughs> hey, None of that's going on here. But- I know. Yeah. I'm just happiness. <laughs> yeah, but no. But I, I think it's we really refer to least- it as Lake Hole. It's much easier for everybody, and, and it sounds um, yeah. It sounds yeah. Well, yeah, Lake
3: Hole. and you have to learn. I'm like, I'm so glad you have YouTube videos so that we can make sure we do <laughs> the pronunciation right? Because apparently I get it wrong all the time on anything, but (laughs) to pronounce anything right. But I think this is great. Linda, I mean, like I was saying, you always find out quality. And I always Mm. love that there's, I think you don't find quality without a backstory and quality comes from hands hands on work, you know, and I just love that there's so many more women in wine. I think there always have been, but just not Been on the forefront. No, I was
0: listening to your Krishan interview, and it's a relatively new endeavor. I mean, she kind of popped nine years, I uh, think, yeah, with with her business, uh, Love Corkscrew. And it's a new thing, but it also is the beginnings of an amazing story. So, I mean, I think, you know, a story can be 40 years old and it's special for that, but there can, it can be special to discover something that's coming new. And that's something also about Walla Walla Valley, There's a lot of, I would say a positive and welcoming and open spirit of producers here. So when new wineries mm-hmm. want to be found, want to start here in Walla Walla and a lot do. I mean, it's growing year by year, there's new wineries, but the old guard or the pioneers like Woodward, like Licole, Leonetti and Pepper Bridge and Dunham and all these wineries, there's a very big spirit of open, um, open cellar door, come and learn, taste Mm. our lots with us. Do you need to get fruit this vintage? What are you doing? Um, And new, new producers who come here, I, I know them personally and friends with many of them are like, this is unlike anywhere in the world Mm. that you would come and wineries are just urging you to do great make great wine do well learn everything you can lean on us um there's a big spirit of because i think it's because we're so isolated we're really like four plus hours from anywhere (laughs) so we're out here on this little uh, oasis uh, Mm. of loveliness of wonderful food and restaurants and wine and spirits and Um, and we all uh, know each other in this Mm -hmm. small industry of 100 plus wineries
4: that spirit of cooperation is what's going to make you a huge destination Mm -hmm. because if you're all backbiting yeah Yeah. if you're backbiting and fighting we've lived in a small town where everybody was backbiting and (laughs) stealing each (laughs) other's signs and you know and they had at one point been a good destination and they subsequently started to go down a bit because of the backbiting so when everybody works together I mean if you're a wine lover you're going to stay long the more wineries there are the longer you're going to stay yeah and the it's more a big
0: gonna... deal out here yeah. in Walla it's we call it the Walla Walla way and oh. it's to ha- it's to help lift nice. people up and for example we have our holiday dinner coming up in the mid-December for our whole team and we're we're having wines from other producers on the table we're having See, all great. these neighbors Jessica taste ours. what's going on. Yeah, yeah and, and I've, you know, been in touch with them. Like, you have some older vintages. You have what, you know, what can we buy um, to put on the table to share with our staff a way mm. to show, you know, how proud we are of our neighbors and um, that's how cool. much we believe in them, too. So that's there's really cool. a wonderful spirit. And these oh, the old guard, I would say, Leco Woodward, Leonetti, and a few others I mentioned, they set that pace. They set that tone. And nice. it's, it's an important thing for us. And it's about being really confident in the Valley and that there's room for everyone. And not everyone's doing Bordeaux and, and Rhone varietals like us. There's mm. others doing really you know Italian varietals. There's others doing other mm. things. Um, mm. There's people going at all different uh, angles in terms of wine style. What's important mm. to us is that everybody tries to do the very best quality they can. Yeah. Uh, we want to be able to refer people when they go crazy for our Syrah, which when we pour it in the tasting room, it goes crazy. Like people love that Syrah. A state is, Syrah. Yeah. We have when to be I careful saw, I, even, sometimes even not to when pour I saw it, it for it arrived, too long. I was
3: like, I saw the Syrah and I'm like, I'm eyeballing this. This is my thing. I want the Syrah. Well, we we just make two Syrahs. So
0: when people go crazy for our estate Syrah in the tasting room, our team knows to talk about their own personal experience of other wonderful Syrah. Mm. And be like, if you love the Syrah, you should really go here as well. You're going to love it. They specialize Mm. in Syrah. So there's a lot of uh, interplay. Mm. And we encourage our tasting room team to get out there, go tasting locally. As a team, they go out. And we want that cross-pollination. And we want Mm. people to just um, display their passion for, for the wines. So it's, it's i it's nice. I'm really happy to have moved here from New York because New well, York is not that friendly.
3: <laughs> I, I, wanted, I wanted to touch on that. And also, um, I just, mm-hmm. before that, I want to say that you got uh, diva Linda enjoying Chardonnay again. And I know that diva Linda's picky <laughs> about Chardonnay.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: Well, she's a diva, so she can't. Yeah. Be. <laughs> yeah. You know,
5: I do, I, yeah. Chardonnay is not my favorite. Uh, I find it difficult to pair with um mm. some foods and so forth I, i'm more of a Shannon blanc actually mm-hmm. person and you know the. Uh, i didn't know what happened to Shannon blanc not a lot of people make it anymore but I, no they I don't find it when right. i find one i that's good like this one i hold on to it uh and i love uh Sauvignon blanc i love i love anything that has a new zealand profile or mm-hmm. a mineral anything with mm-hmm. mineral like a minerally so yours was great mm-hmm. um and uh You know, I really think if you were going to bring a hostess gift and you didn't know what to bring, but you wanted to bring wine, the Chenin Blanc or the Syrah. So if you you know your people aren't uh, big uh, wine aficionados, the Chenin Blanc is a good baby step entrance, Mm. good quality, good price point. Mm -hmm. There isn't going to be any, oh my God, it factors. People are going to love it. If your people are a little bit more sophisticated, bring that Syrah. Mm-hmm. And uh, you're going to you're going to impress them with uh, your knowledge of a, a good solid uh, red wine. You know, so as you, as you said, uh, these uh, syrah's can go overboard, uh, as can zins. You know, they can mm-hmm. just, uh, it's it just depends on you know you get out there in the um, in the fields and you're looking for a, a, a specific mm-hmm. bricks level and. You know, one day you look at it and you're almost there, and then you go back the next day and holy shit, it's yeah. just gone. It's, yeah, you know, it's just taken off. I don't know. You know, now it's it's gone mm. from kind of a lean, peppery kind of wonderful Syrah to some jammy monster. Yeah, jammy <laughs> monster. Jammy monsters, but you know, sure. <laughs> there's there's a there's a market for jammy monster. I mean, yes, there, there is. is. I know that well. But if you if you were you know hoping on Thursday that if you pick on Friday it's going to be uh, you know uh, a little more lean then then um, <laughs> it bounces on you it's just it's just awful I just I remember that from my uh, uh, director days we would. Yeah when they were picking, if it, if it didn't go well, they came into my office and sort of marched around the, the producers and, and they go, oh my God, you know, yesterday was at 14 bricks and my God, yeah. today at 18. bricks are oh, off the chart.
0: chart, that's right. Off
5: the chart, oh my gosh, we're gonna to make a whole different kind of wine. So I don't know, your consistency from wine mm. to wine is wonderful and Thank I just you. think that, that was two recommendations for me from, mm. for you all, is that when you choose wines, for people especially who don't um aren't are new to the wine journey their palate hasn't uh progressed yet it it, it's very much like chocolate do you remember when you were young and you loved hershey bars and Mm -hmm. that was like the best chocolate in the entire world until somebody at a later stage uh introduced Mm -hmm. you to godiva and then Mm -hmm. at an even later stage dark chocolate and salt Yes, <laughs> yeah, it's sea senior, salt senior, and dark you know. chocolate
4: and red so wine. So you certainly don't yummy. bring a
5: Hershey bar to you know, a, right. you know a sophisticated house. So what I'm saying is, if you if your hostess uh, maybe they haven't really had a lot of uh, wine in their life. The Chenin Blanc I think was so good. I just really enjoyed. There's it. There's
3: <laughs> and the ending of that, the finish, as I should uh. say, there's like a toffee, light toffee, like mm. fruit, like I. It's like it did mm. like.
0: Mm, there's just this finish mm. to it that I'm like, <laughs> well, there were two I, things that Linda said about the that really resonated that I wanted to expand upon. Uh, one is that being I am a Chardonnay girl, I grew up, let's say in the industry drinking burgundy. So the very best of all chardonnay. you're not allowed to say burgundy <laughs> <laughs> white burgundy was my thing and i Whoa. still have quite a bit of white burgundy in my cellar but i uh came out here to washington like home makes chardonnay we make a semillon and shinnin so we make very two very unique and distinctive whites mm-hmm. so semillon and, and chardonnay which is like chardonnay is the biggest white varietal in the world um in terms of you know market but i um grew up on uh burgundy so the washington chardonnays no matter how fantastic they are don't really <laughs> hold a candle to Grand Cru white burgundy or premier Cru. but i tasted our chenin and i've tasted it over the years back in new york i've been tasting lake cole as sort of a standard bearer for washington and i'm like this is such a special wine and i get here and perigee's my darling red that I love that, and oh, yeah, yeah. In our shinin is our, my darling white that I love and it's just um it's meant to be in the Vouvray style so the Loire Valley uh, many grapes are grown there and one of them is is a chinin. and uh the Vouvray style is is dry but it's intense and it has an unctuousness and I think that's what you're talking about Lisa sort of like this richness yeah on the finish it's, it's so, The
3: finish it just you kind of want to you're like oh that's like this I'm, is a I'm, little I'm, more than just the easy yeah. drinking bright and fun
0: mm. uh white wine No,
3: but there's this mm. little bit like you suddenly want to have a little dessert
0: with it but not like mm. a yeah it has not, a body yeah an intensity mm. and this and you talked about linda this sort of picking sensitivity about when you reach ripeness don't let it go too far and that's really a concern with syrah this uh, shinin is from three very old vineyards. They're planted in the late 70s um, in the Yakima Valley, which is the white wine region, the best white wine region of Washington. And so these three very old vineyards. So the, the label itself says old vines and it is old vines. But these old vineyards, they are so consistent that they can hit ripeness and then they just hold we pick the shin almost last really season we can mm. fit it in wherever we want to because the wow, old vineyard the old vines have this they get to their balance and they just are so at uh, their steady so it's really amazing they must be
3: a taurus nancy <laughs> hey, no. i <I'm> a taurus
0: <laughs> so they're like boom they, there you they go what they need to be perfect beautiful fruit and they hold oh, and um that. it's really unique about our mm. vineyards and talked about there used to be a lot of shin and this is one more thing I wanted to say there did used to be a lot of shin and it was a lot in California a lot in Washington it was actually used for bulk wine because you can grow young vines of shin into big a lot of fruit plump huge yields but It got ripped out over the years everywhere Mm -hmm. in favor of Chardonnay mostly. So um, those bulk wine programs, kind of that gallo, chablis in a jug, (laughs) was probably a lot of things, including bulky uh, Chinon. But these old vineyards, we started making the Chinon Blanc uh, from those vineyards in 1987, And they were only, you know, eight years old at that time, those vineyards, which is a great age for vineyards. But those vineyards would have probably been ripped out a long time ago if our Mm. Chenin Blanc program didn't continue to sustain the fruit from there. Are they they head
5: pruned? Are they head pruned,
0: or you know what? Uh, that's a great question, Linda. I'm not even sure. I think it's pretty much a head pruned vineyard because they're kind of a wild because of the age, yeah, because yeah, of the age. Yeah. And, and,
5: and the yeah, already, I yeah. have not Ooh.
0: physically been up in those vineyards, it's high elevation <laughs> vineyards, but Ooh. I love this wine and it is head pruned. And yeah. those, vineyards, those vineyards would have yeah. been ripped out in oh. favor of something else. See, <laughs>
3: yeah. now Diva Linda, I see you with shears going out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, i know <laughs> like, let me take care of this one. Like, i'm like that's it
3: you're gonna get <laughs> ruined
0: seriously yeah. but the, the yields you know, are very low the, the, yeah. whole, the trade-off is on the mm-hmm. i mean our yields are generally low overall out here mm-hmm. but the you know per acre you know in terms of tons mm-hmm. per acre but the older vineyards are even you know lower, mm-hmm. even lower and lower so year yeah by year, yeah so. it yeah. makes
4: them special
0: that's the tough yeah. part. So it's not an infinite production that we can make. Mm-hmm. It's not a single vineyard per se, but there's only these uh, couple old vineyards. So a few old vineyards that we're working with for the show. Yeah. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm.
4: My, my grandmother used to tell me when it comes to harvesting fruit and vegetables in the garden, no matter what they are, you had to watch the insects and the birds. And they mm-hmm. tell you when to go pick, and <laughs> see, you gotta watch them. <laughs> yeah. And when they start, when the birds start sitting on the wires, you gotta mm-hmm. go pick before they decide to fly down. They're about to yeah. get it. And, and the insects always come in before the birds. And so the birds are waiting, like, hmm, do I want the grape or the insect? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they're sitting up. That's her story. And so I think when, you, when it's time to pick, you gotta be watching the birds and the insects.
0: One thing we don't get much up here is insects, to be honest. So, yeah, because the high cool. desert. The high desert is very dry. They have a hard time, the diurnal swing of temperature and mm-hmm. um, something different. You were mentioning Temecula before, and I think of uh, Lake uh, Walla Walla is very similar to Paso Robles as well. Uh, but a different thing that we have is we have the very cold winter where we get down to a deep freeze.
5: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: so that deep freeze kills off a lot of, a lot of stuff ants, yeah. that could be bad or that could bloom over time in terms of mm-hmm. either fungus or insects in the soil or things like that so that's mm. kind of like cleans up the vineyards every year yeah that's a nice cool. Deep that's cool freeze and it puts the vines into a deep dormancy as well so they reserve energy so it's really a special place for um, mm. for for vine growing what i cool. want to do and and we
3: kind of have the possibility to do this next year nancy i know it's kind of it's kind of possibly is <laughs> well because we were up in erie pennsylvania last year mm, and went tasting cool. and we were close to buffalo so lake erie in that mm-hmm. whole area and you could see mm. and it's also where welch's grapes are grown so mm-hmm. you're surrounded by vineyards and most are Welch's, and there's vineyards and a lot of the vineyards like who we were with courtyard vine- uh, winery they created an association all working together like you're saying mm. but part of them are actually working for Welch's too. And so they actually own part of the company. It's a whole other, oh, like I did not know Welch's. Yeah, yeah Welch's yeah, is really cool. I didn't know that. I had that. no idea. Mm-hmm. But the Welch's basically is funding the vineyards. <clears throat> why I like, mm-hmm. like now I'm going to say everybody drink walches They're good. But you're up there in the vineyards and you can look out and see, you know, the waters of Canada, like you were mm-hmm. talking about, you can mm-hmm. see Canada. Mm-hmm. And so I was just thinking about this, these wine trails and how interesting the geology of this whole ice trail. Mm-hmm. Like if you go for, I know Stacy Wittig uh, Diva Linda, you know, she's part of If Iftua with you travel writer. She just did the Wisconsin ice trail. She hiked it she's she's well, she is a badass, but um you know, she is and she'll let me say that uh, with her hiking, but the geology going from the Midwest, which I find the Midwest quite fascinating. we haven't done New York yet, but we've been right. I mean just even two weeks ago, I could have just walked across the border um, but didn't because I didn't.
1: I was cold yeah. going home. but uh, membership fees apply after free
2: trial. Cancel any time. Can I be real for a second?
3: it would be interesting, Nancy, when we're up in the state of Washington, I know we're going to do some cross country to kind of do wineries along the Canadian border across so, the country. So there's I'm a region up there. About I, that. I
0: think Linda's mentioned it about BC up there, uh, British Columbia. So just across the border here up north of eastern Washington, so east of sort of Vancouver and city and stuff, there's a wine region up there that's, it is in the same high desert, it kind of pokes up into mm. the Canada there. So they have the similar uh, um, climate that we have. But, you know, when you want to talk geology, and, uh, and, and wine climates and wine terroir, there's just like nothing as interesting as Washington. I mean, there is like, when you get up here, and mm. you see some of these parks with the I mean, we had this cataclysmic, uh, late ice age, uh, Missoula. Yes. Mm-hmm. So that is something really important also for us. So you heard about lust. So seven Hills vineyard, lust vineyard, lush wines. <laughs> I love that. Um, our Ferguson vineyard, which is this outcropping of the basalt, fractured basalt, volcanic, mm. black volcanic. Soil. Why do
3: I want to go eat dirt right
0: now? <laughs> oh my God. So this basalt, yeah, like you can taste it in that wine. It's iron. <laughs> it's like blood. Right. So it's amazing. So um, but there's another, a third soil type, really important in eastern Washington, which we refer to as alluvial flood silt. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's a desert, so the word flood doesn't really resonate that well until you realize that there was this huge ice age uh lake which was called the well there was a dam on it called the missoula great ice age missoula lake and there was a dam ice dam and it broke many many times in the late ice age as things would melt and crack and it would wash all all the way through eastern washington Uh, 1,200 feet in elevation, wall of water, more than all the rivers in the world combined, and try to get out through the Columbia Gorge out to the Pacific, and so it would leave behind strange, uh, you know, um, uh, erratics from the big pieces of ice with pieces of granite stuck in it, and it would bank it up around 1,200 feet elevation. So that's why we know that happened. But as it would wash out, it would leave this like sandy erratics of. uh, Um, sandy alluvial flood silt. So that's the floor Mm. of our valley is this alluvial flood silt? So we have vineyards on the floor here from that third soil type. And those are like spicy structured wines. So in our little valley, we have the lust, we have the alluvial flood silts, we have the fractured basalt, and we have a fourth one called the rocks. So it's like uh, old cobblestone riverbeds that are now dry Mm -hmm. Um, but those are um, basalt but cobbles like in the Rhone Valley like rounded stones and those were orchards for hundreds of years they've been orchards but now they're converting over time into vineyards so you get a totally different type of Mm. uh, flavor from those vineyards but the geology out here in eastern Washington is just awesome It's, it's news it's sort of new soils in a way because of all these amazing things that had happened in the in the in the climate out here
3: if they taught geology to kids this way like this is oh, chocolate. This is peanut butter. <laughs> they would get into geology because geology does rock, man. I'm sorry. It, it, hashtag it, it, geology yeah, there you rocks is one of my geology favorite is... hashtags. <laughs> <It is. laughs> I want the hoodoo wine. That's it why. is how so How about, cool how about fractured,
4: fractured basalt? I
3: like yeah. that. That sounds like a band wow. name to me, yeah. actually. Yeah. yeah. So you band. have to taste
0: our Ferguson to taste fractured basalt and it is something really awesome. And Just, uh, you know, high elevation volcanic vineyards is really a special thing on the planet. I mean, there's some Mm -hmm. in Sicily, there's some, you know, there's some all around the world in different high elevation volcanic soil. And they have this sort of power, Mm -hmm. um, but this brightness at the same time, high natural acidity. So there's a huge, hugeness of structure, but freshness at the same time, they're really awesome. Oh man, this is...
5: This, this is Diva, Linda, look what you brought onto the table. Oh, man. I
0: think, <laughs> you Linda, rock.
5: we have to make sure you get some Ferguson because. Yeah, I mean, you rock. Lady. I would like that. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm a big fan of volcanic wines. I, oh, I am, good. Uh, I am. I think that it, it. it provides an earthy richness mm-hmm. in simple, yeah. very simple terms an earthy richness that you can't find with any other yeah. soils. Uh, it's very hard, mm-hmm. at least it was where I was, uh, to farm because it's. Of it Loughamie is hard it is yeah it's very it's true I mean you, you have to be patient and you have to have the right equipment and mm-hmm. it's not as pretty and uh but the the results for the reds are unbelievable it's They're unbelievable. Just unbelievable. you minerality yeah. like yeah. this what we we get
0: graphite so it's almost like a lead pencil in there yes
3: um, yes
0: and then just this power and um, see there's, there's a charcoal
3: in there too yeah I swear yeah. Because that's why I went to there. Africa
4: yeah. in my mind
3: yeah, Just it is about to, that. like
4: I feel like I'm sitting on the veranda watching elephant and antelope and oh, neat. <laughs> you, can, you can smell the wood fires of the tribals yeah. down mm-hmm. below over there, and you, and you know what kind of wood they're using mm-hmm. to oh, make the dinners. That told me, took me right there. I was like, whoa, what What did wow. you put in there? Now I want some buttervorce. <laughs> it's 100% grapes. <laughs>
0: I know. That's amazing. It,
3: but this is lovely. I mean, even talking about volcanic wines, I think uh, mm-hmm. also what you said, Diva Linda, about doing um, a show on distribution, we could do a whole panel on this. And I think mm-hmm. I actually want to do one about geology matching the wines because what yeah. we have discovered traveling is that wineries seem to do well in mining areas, areas mm-hmm. that are, you know, from old, old gold mining towns like Julian, mm-hmm. right? Oh, um, you know, San Benito County up in Central California. So you're going east of, you know, east of San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Um, that area, like Calera was in it's there. Growing, it, yeah. so Calera mm-hmm. makes amazing Pinot Noir. Mm-hmm. And he was like, he studied in Burgundy, France, and he was like, it's all <laughs> about lime, 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 lime. But mm. then what you guys are talking about with this volcanic part you got to think pinnacles national park is right next to his winery and you're looking at it's on the san andreas fault they even have a geology Mm -hmm. walking tour we can see where the earth has has shifted so i'm wondering now like it's not just going to be the limestone that's kicking butt it's going to have to do with the volcanic drama that has happened in pinnacles like yeah i think the 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 varieties
0: want what they want so chardonnay Mm -hmm. and pinot they want um calcium content so they want the limestone um this volcanic it has manganese magnesium calcium iron it has all these things in it's it it's very good for you and the in the vine- yes let's say it's very healthy for you all <laughs> of us ladies village, all older should have our wine <laughs> <laughs> But the but the grape unlike anything else is able to get in and extract these things and bring it mm. forward in the fruit i mean those compounds are actually in that fruit Like Mm -hmm. the fruit wants to present everything it can from the soil. Mm. So it's the grape is a magical thing, really. When Mm -hmm. you think about it as for a fruit, when you're smelling apple in a Chardonnay, it has the compounds that apples have. Mm -hmm. That's what you're smelling. So it's, it's just magic to me. It's magic. Mm. And the, and the different soils and terroirs making, you know, same variety grown 300 feet lower in Seven Hills Vineyard versus 300 feet higher, literally adjacent to each other (laughs) they taste so different and mm-hmm. it's really what's the soil doing what's the aspect doing you know what's the wind drainage mm-hmm. um these little things can make and we make all the wines basically the same they follow the same track see that's so wild winery. when so we were in colorado bring forth those differences
3: yeah west colorado was but, in, in that area because you're up in the um by a monument valley not not uh, a Colorado National Monument area by Grand Junction and Palisade yes. mm-hmm. and and this whole western yes, it is known as Colorado's wine country. You could go to a winery next door there that could be producing the same wine and it is a hundred percent different. Both right. really up there. I mean, that was probably one of the most surprising places we've ever been in regards to wine, and it it had to do with the river and then also the geology again. Mm-hmm. And they had these dry the high desert cliffs and you know, did you get an airway coming through here versus mm-hmm. this one's closed off and you got more swampy moisture from the river over here. Mm-hmm. Everybody was so different in these micro climates. And mm-hmm. that is what's so important about going and purchasing from smaller family, small business. Doesn't have to always be family. It's family, you know, run with, with you guys too, which is great, mm-hmm. uh, family business. But when it becomes this huge corporation that That's, just goes in. We're gonna plant A to Z. This is take over the land. You start. You, you, you lose, lose that. that connection with the microclimate, and the microclimate right. is everything. That's the And it taste. is everything. Not just in taste, but for our own health, it is mm-hmm. everything. For those purchasing and enjoying, mm-hmm. um, it it is that is sustainability it's, it's not two always different about industries
0: their- really there's the commodity it is. it's is two different yeah and it's both and they both like, should yeah. exist and they both yes have, they both for, have yeah. a reason but so it is really like small boutique wineries or different regions where we're really paying attention um, to every vine and is different than um commodity production but right. commodity production has its place as well
3: yeah it was there for, for a reason,
4: reason. Sorry, Nancy. yeah it i was just gonna say so basically we're tasting
0: the earth right here that's right Yeah, it's liquid. It's liquid sunshine. Yeah, I in my previous life as an importer, I was up in Spain. I was looking around at wineries and and I had this, there were these old vineyards that had gone defunct and just the old people in that region, it was Bierzo region, had kind of let the vineyards go. It was too much work, mm. high elevation, very steep. They, were let, they let them go. But some young people came in and started to try to make the best of those vineyards. Tempranillo, and, Nancy. Yeah. <laughs> in this case, it happened to be Mencia was the grape, oh. which is... Mm. It was a volcanic soil there and it's like Pinot Noir a little bit, but they, so they show the terroir a lot. I had this overwhelming feeling when I went in the cellar of these barrels of wine, they have, they're expressing appreciation that Mm. they get to show what they can be rather than the local plonk in town where you just turn on and get it into a jug and it wasn't managed really. It was just... It was just not even uh, mm. treasured in any way, but like the, the, the wine itself brought forward a feeling of being appreciated for what it was or for what it could be its potential. Mm. And that was like one of the two or three times mm. in my career. you know, almost 30 years now of, of having this sort of vibration coming off of wine
5: mm. um,
0: and Ferguson does that to me, the Ferguson wine itself feels that way to me like it's going like look look what I can be because it was very hard like Linda said it was hard to establish that vineyard at 1450 feet with 18 inches of soil on top of miles of basalt yeah Um, you know very poor poor soil very forbidding windy up there all the time so it was a it was a rough place to establish a vineyard but those grapes want to show how how strong they are who they can mm-hmm. be what they can be and you can feel it like there's a, a certain wines give off a real yeah. soul i think our Shinnin does that too at
5: the other mm-hmm. end of the
0: spectrum you know it's not 70 dollars; it's 17 but it can do it's the just same such
5: thing. a good wine well all your wines are good for uh gifting for having at your own table Mm. um you know you have a wide range of price uh prices and i think you have two labels that are white and a black is yep. that so right the white labels walla walla valley and the black labels are heritage line mm. so it has
0: like yakima horse heaven hills other avas from around uh, a little more Vietnam.
5: expensive i think probably yeah the so white I'm label right. walla walla ones yep that's yep. our
0: yep. home yeah. valley
5: that's yeah. right awesome so, uh, uh, yep i think uh I just think this is a good find. It certainly was well-received on my boat this year. Two and a half months of running around Alaska. Boating then, with uh, LaCole. Boating with LaCole, yes. I got some good pictures of uh, the, the grand welcome party and, and so forth. And it just, uh, you know, I'm very, I'm, thank you very much for sending that. I do appreciate it. And my guests appreciate it. It's always nice to serve good wines that people don't go, oh, twigs and vines. oh. <laughs> What we get there? Okay, yeah. Or, you know, it doesn't taste too acidic. You know, it's like broken tea. So, anyway, you're great. Cheers to you all. Thank you. Thank Thank you, Diva Linda yeah
0: thank you thank you Constance and everyone wonderful meeting you guys I've really enjoyed your your wine focused programs especially (laughs) are just I learned a lot about regions I otherwise would not know about even oh good good you guys are really you you have great conversations so I really appreciate being we're always learning we're always learning we are
3: always because it is so like today you taught us so much and -hmm. now I just want to go out and eat Florida dirt no maybe not (laughs) Don't do that. <laughs> There's a bunch of ibis who've pooped out there. I don't want to do
0: that. <laughs> do no, that. no. Eat the flowers but, instead. Yeah, we'll yeah. eat the flowers. Eat but, <laughs>
3: um, but we have your wine, and we're going to go finish the Syrah now. But uh, everyone, again, the website is lacolecom uh, Diva Linda's article talking about the wines, also her pairing notes, and also the recipes we were talking about. Uh, mm-hmm. That is up on blendradioandtv.com. Just type in Lacole and that's L-E-C-O-L-E. Uh, you'll find it there. And you can follow Diva Linda Go to allingoodtaste.info, and when she's out boating around the uh, Pacific Northwest, go to her website pnwtourist.com. And of course, you can keep up with us at bigblendradio.com. We air daily, except for
5: holidays. So <laughs>
3: major holidays, I can't even
5: imagine. Every oh my gosh, you guys, you guys are really like I said. Thank about. you for
3: the wine. <laughs> 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 no but i mean it is we you know it's just we're daily you know we've we've got our live shows once in a blue moon now that are all special but it being on the road 100 percent um yeah. you know we record a lot and then um we have some special shows coming up you're going to be with us steve and Linda, on our big uh anniversary shows coming up january 3rd and 4th we have our 25 year celebration of big Congratulations. blend Congratulations! So. Mm, thank you we'll be we'll be partying so we're, mm. we're looking forward to that so Lots of stuff coming up. Thank
0: you all and take care. Thank you listeners. Bye guys. Thank you so much. Cheers.
1: Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any Okay, so why do people love my Total Body Bar workouts? Because they work. My clients get an amazing workout and great results. I'm Andrea Rogers, professional dancer and trainer, and my Extend Bar classes are fun, only 30 minutes, and proven to help you get sculpted, lean, and strong. And right now, you can stream my Extend Bar classes for free on the Beachbody On Demand app. See how effective these workouts truly are. Start for free today at Beachbody.com.